Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Saints Radio. Today is a spectacular moment in that we welcome the, I don't know what we call you, the Queen of Chat, back to the microphone, and here she is in full persona. The Queen of Chat, that's a new one. The Queen of Chat, well, what's that make me, the King of Chit? Yeah, that boy ain't King Chit. The King of Chit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's very good. I, I, it's so good to be back. There's no really words to even express my gratitude and thankfulness to be amongst the land of the living. Yeah. Once again. <clears throat> yes. Well. I um uh, I'm very grateful that the Lord has brought you back into uh you know just you just seem like you're back to normal. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. I know all of your constituency is uh also happy for that. Yeah, I do. I I, I do want to just give a word of thanks to so many of you that reached out to me and stood with me and prayed for me and prophesied over me and um, just really it just there's just really no words I mean it meant everything because you know we it's just been a really interesting season a, an incredible season but one that has been just laden with battle in so many different ways and you know I could say that actually from the beginning of the year but at the same time, such an incredible manifestation of the presence of, of the Lord and and just the development and the, the way he is, is teaching us through this season and preparing us for really the battle that lies ahead. But also just, I mean, I mean, I have lived on hope and and joy and 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 applied grace and and dwelled in peace and and all of the the nematocost principles that he has taught us over the course of the years i feel like they have just been in overdrive in my life and um and maybe many of you can say the same thing because i know that you all everybody's fighting their own battles but at the same time we are we are in this together and the victory is ours and i'm just so thankful to to have righteousness on my left and my right that doesn't waver when things get rough when when things get tight when when it becomes difficult but you keep your eyes on him and step out on that that sea and just walk with him and i'm just really thankful i remember <clears throat> when this pandemic thing began early like maybe a couple of days before we actually had our our national our seminar here in Dallas and and I remember just in my spirit I just kept just reflecting on how thankful I was that I'm a saint I mean that just just kept going through my heart like I'm I'm so thankful I'm a saint I'm so thankful that I that I understand and that I'm walking in in um, that saintly calling and that 
has so much been such a foundational um it's just it's really held me in so many ways my identity as a saint through this whole pandemic and through what what god has been doing in and through all of us and so to me that just speaks so much of the end times and about how he is raising up this army of saints and um I'm just so thankful for that identity and and the function that comes through that and the understanding and really just the foundation of who we are because that, folks, is what is going to usher us into heaven <laughs> and is going to usher us through the, the end time battle and um, with our Lord Jesus Christ. And so just be thankful. Just Amen. be thankful. So... <clears throat> well, we are thankful that God has brought you through this, and um, we're looking forward to what great things He is uh, has reserved for you and your ministry in the days to come. Um, I think increasingly that's been something that I've been thinking about in um, in regard to what we are as saints and the things that God's preparing us for uh, regarding what's to come. And um, I, I almost every day, well, not almost every day, every day, the Spirit is just bringing things to remembrance. Um, and there's a, it's, it's like, it's, it's a processing, it's, it's a refining concerning, uh, whether, whether I dealt with things, uh, in a way that, see, it's not whether you deal with things, um, properly. Because you can deal with things properly, but inside you, you could develop a sense of relativism where you're not thinking purely about what you did in a pure way. And what I mean by that is I think this is a season where God is really not only cleansing the, cleansing the, the wineskin, but he is... He is preparing the wineskin for what new vintage is coming. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> it's not about just having done the right thing. It's about doing the right thing um, and having it perceived in the right way within you. Does that make sense? And so <clears throat> I think that I think we need to if we really are walking in the spirit of prophecy and we are um, I think that we should view everything that goes on in our life through a prophetic way and <clears throat> be, be willing to perceive it that way 
on behalf of the mission. So, like, I look at what some of the things that I faced at the end of last year coming into the new year and what you faced uh, during the past, how many weeks now? It was like the week after a seminar, right? This started hitting. And I think of the specific things that happened, and I've been thinking, why has there been that battle? Why, why, has, why has that particular battle come? And what does that signify in the overcoming for what is coming? So I think, like, you know, this whole corona thing has to do with breathing, largely. And that's something you didn't have that, but you battled breathing. And, and I think the Lord is really cleansing the creative measure of who you are prophetically what represents your creativity god is removing things that could be damaging for the new birth and god is cleansing out the vessel for the the new creative prophetic things that he's leading you into and so um i'm i'm firmly trying to process though not just the analysis of this because we try to do that. We have to do that because we're an interpretation people. And, um, and plus, we have, to, we have to, as pneumaticos people, we have to put out a line upon line of what the Scripture says so that the people, as Habakkuk said, can understand and run as they read. Uh, and God's so funny about that because... He shows you the practice. He shows you the scripture. He shows you the foundation. He shows you the uh, the principle, and we need to know that because that's everything. The word will never pass. But he he's so it's the journey with him. So he doesn't always tell us. In fact, he rarely tells us what's coming next. He tells you what the end result is in this phase. And he teaches you his word and walks with you and strengthens you. But, you know, the, the unveiling of it is something that he holds very dear, which is why Jesus said, you know, only the Father knows the Kairos. You know, only, only he knows that. And um, because the Son doesn't know it, because it's up to the Father to lead us into that. It's not that God, of course, it's God's one. Father, Son, seven spirits. God is one. But it's not like the Father's holding out something on Jesus. That's for me to know and you to find out. It's the issue of the, the Father, just his ways. So, you know, I, I've had to process going back through, why did this happen? Why did this unfair thing happen? Why did this occur? Even though... We walked through it trying to purge ourselves of any measure of bitterness or unforgiveness. But yet, you know, the sting is, is still, you know, you think about it and, and you think, okay, Father, I thank you that we didn't sin. We, were ang- we, we, we encountered anger, but we didn't sin. But yet, what triggered what what's in me that reacted that you know i i wish i wish 
you didn't have to, I didn't, you didn't react. I wish you didn't react. I wish you didn't have a sense of ouch. I wish you didn't have a sense of, you know, wondering, you know, why? I wish, I wish you just were dead to that so that you didn't, you didn't think that thing. And, um, you know, I've been really going through that because I don't, even though we, you, you know me, I mean, you know me, and you know that there are a lot of times that I get miffed at stuff, but I don't strike out to try to hurt people, and I don't strike out to try to get vengeance on people. I mean, even if they do wacky things and painful things, and you know this, I'm, I'm not, but, but yet you know the turmoil that it creates, and you try to, you try to act in a way that is godly, but that that action doesn't necessarily testify to the fact that inside in your grappling and we all do it inside you may not have liked it at all and so I think that's what in this season and I I don't think it's just me I think this is for everybody is God is preparing us for what's coming He's not only going back through the things that you succeeded in, but he's going back through the things that, because of the rapidity of getting it through and helping to bring your congregation along and trying to to be an example to, as you mentioned earlier, the righteous armor on the right and the left, but yet you, you haven't really dealt with it inside you because you haven't had the time to do it because it's not about you. And I think that's the way you've got to be. You know, I think of things like there are things in Scripture where that happened, like when David was dealing with um, Joab. And um, David was ticked at what Joab did to Abner. And, you know, at the very end of the thing, <laughs> he's still ticked. He's strumming the strumming the harp and playing the sack button, singing the wonderful songs and writing the psalms. But when it comes time, he says to Benaiah, "Don't don't let that guy's hoary head go to the grave in peace." He's still holding on to that, and and I I'm not faulting David, but I don't I don't want to be that way because because see, there's a vulnerability that was that the enemy attacked. We overcame. But in leading and going forth and encountering the next thing, I'm not sure that I think I think you know that that uh, what is that word? Vengeance is a dish best served cold. Um, that was quoted in a Star Trek. I didn't read that. I didn't know that from reading my lessons in school. That was a Klingon thing. But who are the Klingons? Why do you know about them? You know. I don't I don't want there to be these things that the enemy targeted and said, okay, I'm gonna remember that. I want I want it all cleansed so that we're not vulnerable. Because the days that are coming, and I'm telling you, feeling this enemy influence that the enemy pulled out of his bag of tricks and released, and we've dealt with him a couple of times, um, it's a wormwood type of an influence. I don't want to. I don't want to be vulnerable there, and I know you don't either. And um, but it's it's about the sense of fairness, and you know, fairness 
is not found in the Bible. Fair means beautiful or pleasing. Fairness, you look it up, it's not there. The closest you have, and I'm, I was going to preach on this tomorrow, so I guess I'm not now, Justice. is it, or equity. Yeah, it does. It doesn't belong to us. If yeah. it did, I mean, Jesus was the greatest example of of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I think there's a thing, you know, even in life, we deal with unfairness. Like somebody does something at the at the grocery store or wherever you are, and you think, well, excuse me. You know, you, you think that when you've got the godly smile on. And you think, no, what caused that person to do that? Was just, that was just not right. That was not equitable. What are you thinking? And, you know, um, but, but I think there's a trigger in us, and maybe, it's, maybe iniquity twists it, where the meter of justice and righteousness is in us, and maybe that's what God's working. Maybe that's what the enemy hits. But... Um, Boy, I bet you didn't think you were going to come back for your grand re-debut and us talk about this. But um, I do think that God is cleansing the vessels, the vesicles. And um, I believe that that he's getting us ready for what's coming. And I think that everything that we face... Every obstacle that we're encountering, and I don't mean to subjectivize the spirit, but they signify something prophetically that God is working in us and is going to work through us. So, what say you? But we know that this life that we have taken as as sons identifying with the Lord Jesus Christ is a walk of humility. And I think that that in a lot of ways is the response that, that the Lord's looking for in all of us. I was just reading this morning about Jesus when he, you know, that moment when Satan came in and entered Judas. And... You know, it just it, it's just so astounding to me that the next thing that Jesus does in that setting, knowing that Satan had just come in to betray him, was get the the pan out and begin to wash his disciples' feet. I mean, it's it there's it's so much about when those things that are just indignant hit us is to take that low road and to bless and to but it's it's hard. I mean, it, that's that's really really hard. But what I what I really wanted to say or really open dialogue about is about the blood, <clears throat> because we've you know in the very beginning of this you began to speak about the blood and the blood covering us and protecting us and the blood has been such a vital part of I know my existence and my survival forever, but so much so in this season. And not just the blood, just the table. I mean, the Lord very clearly spoke to me a couple of weeks ago and said, your healing is at the table. 
And so for weeks I, I have um, really been like pouring myself in. I think we've all been studying a lot. We've all, because we've all, we have time and um, just really pouring ourselves into the word. And just the understanding about um, koinonia and about fellowship and about the table and the communion and how that is just pure partnership with the Lord. But the thing about the blood is it's really interesting in this season that you and I have both dealt with the blood. And I won't go into detail about that, but you've given testimony about that, and maybe one day I'll give testimony about that. But I was reading a couple of days ago about, you know, in Revelation where it says we overcome by the, the word of our test, the, the, the word of our um, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I realized that that blood is the application. You know, it's the application that empowers our testimony. And I just found so much remedy and so much, um, so much answer. I, I don't even know what words to use in the reality of what the blood represents and sitting at the table every night and taking communion and knowing that that sprinkling of the blood is touching those very places that you're talking about. And I know I can't touch them. I've got to have him touch them in this hour. I can't make that happen. I need his blood to touch them. But even beyond that, I mean, that broken body and that blood and that fellowship, that partnership with him, when we truly enter in to receiving that into our body, that is, I mean, that is the greatest power and influence that in all of the universe, his blood. And it has just been such a beautiful revelation, just living that revelation through this time of um, challenge through this time where the world is laden with fear. I mean, there's just so many different influences that have tried to come in that really identifying with him in the brokenness and in the power of his blood, whether it's covering us, whether it's sprinkling upon us, there's so, I mean, that, it, it's everything. And it all happened at the cross. You know, it all happened um, by him giving himself and then us going to the cross dying embracing that that prophetic lifestyle and and walking that testimony out with him and that's really the journey that we're on and so yeah it's just I feel like we're you know you've talked so much about being in the sila being in the valley we've talked so much and prophesied so much about breakthrough I feel like this season has been just um there's, I, I feel like in my intercession and in my study, I've like scratched the surface of so many different mysteries. It's like I'm just, I, I'm, I, and, and it's the sila, and I feel like I'm just like uncovering, 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 but the unveiling hasn't happened yet. And I, I, it's just like there's, there's so many mysteries are going to be revealed through this, and we are going to see that day of breakthrough, whether it's just this enormous breakthrough or it's a progressive thing but the Lord is about to reveal himself to this earth and he's using our intercession and our obedience and our devotion and all these things that we are surrendering to in the process through this journey to prepare and to bring those things 
into the revelation of this earth, bringing heaven to earth. And it's, you know, when we talk about being faithful to intercession, I cannot stress that enough. Whether you feel like it or not, whether you don't feel like you have the anointing to pray, whether you're alone and you can't do it without a room full of intercession, you know, whatever your crutch is, get over it and overcome it and know that God's grace is here to, because this is a moment of partnership like we've never known. And so, anyway. Yeah, that's a good word. That's. I think, you know, that, that verse in, in Revelation 12 is, you know, it's, it's, it's the word. It's the logos of our testimony. And, you know, we commit ourselves to the overall plan of God. I, you know, in some ways I'm grateful it doesn't say to the rhema of our testimony. You know, because there's a lot of times where you're searching for rhema and you don't realize that you're actually living in the rhema. You want another rhema so you can get out of the rhema you're in. And, you know, people think that, you know, if they get a prophetic word and they don't like it, they're going to somebody else for another prophetic word. And they they try to get 15 different prophetic opinions. They finally find one they like. But it's the logo, so we have to hold fast to what God has given. And um, I, uh, it, uh, even though at the time you may, you're trusting, like Job, I mean, he's not slaying us, but yet will I trust? Um, I, I have, I've quoted that scripture about five times in the last two weeks. You did? Yes. Yes, but I mean... That's very real. Mm-hmm. I mean, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yet will I pray. Yes, that is very real. And if we can't embrace that reality, because I, I mean, you talk about the refining. I mean, there's chastening involved. There's, there's, there's development and and all those things that we've asked the Lord for and 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 spoken over the people. I mean, we have to yield to that. And be made whole, be made strong, be made ready. That's just part of it. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. No, I'm. <laughs> That's fine. I've been. It's nice to be interrupted. You you didn't interrupt me. It's just okay. nice to. Yeah, I did interrupt you, but that's okay. You're to, used to that. <laughs> to, to the last few weeks, it's just been it's just been intolerable up here. <laughs> you know, I almost drove by to get Scarlet the Bird Dog, so at least I'd have. You know, I'm talking and I'm wondering, okay, uh, am I on the air? You know, <laughs> anyway, so that you just keep on, keep on saying what you want to say. But you know that, that, that whole scripture in Revelation about how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the logos of our testimony, I've never really fully... I just feel like there's more revelation there for me to grasp. And just the application of the blood of the lamb upon that has been just really life-giving for me and and so encouraging for me because I always looked at those things as two separate things that, you know, stood alone because they do. But they're in there together and they work together in the midst of our overcoming because we can overcome, we can have a word of our testimony, we can die to our flesh and, and walk that testimony, that prophetic life, 
But if we don't have the blood of the lamb, it's powerless. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so we need, we need the, I was thinking about this morning, the Lord was speaking to me about the combination of grace and peace. And, you know, we've talked about grace, mercy, and peace. And, and I know that all those are very powerful, but just, I was reading, I think in, um, um, I don't remember one of the, one of the, the, I can't remember if it was, yes. And he said, grace and peace. And I thought that is so powerful because, you know, if grace is the, the applied power of God, I mean, there's a lot of powers of God, but grace is the empowerment into our peace that, that. I don't know. It's just there's just there's so many nuggets that the Lord is is revealing, is speaking, and I've literally just been living according to His Word. I mean, just feeding on His Word because to me that I, I don't know. It's just been so life giving. All the things that have come through you and through just this morning, I was listening to Vicky's voices broadcast and it just, it's just life giving because I know where her heart is and I know where her spirit is. And, and these are Ramas for us and just, you know, the whole Valley prayer and just, I, I hope that everyone can stay with me. I mean, I'm just absorbing all of these directives. I feel like I can't keep up. And I know that that's that's kind of funny for me to say because we're always like, keep up, people, keep up. But um, I just want to honor with discipline and and in in every way, every assignment. And um, so you just have to trust that through our intercession and through just our devoted heart to do that, then God will have His way and get it done. But. I mean, we're like layer upon layer of things that are coming every day and and directives and what we pray about. And um, so, well, you know, I think I think the one of the reasons God is doing it that way is, first of all, we are we are as saints operating on many levels. Yeah. And we have to be reminded of those levels so that we don't degenerate into you know just a a complacency <clears throat> but i think the other thing is it's kind of like a it's like a stirring it's like the spirit saying okay cuz you know the way it is i mean there the way god usually moves with me i, I don't know about anybody else but there'll be something that is like a a, a nugget or a flicker and that will ignite and then that illuminates the whole the whole thing you know it's kind of like <coughs> a drop of a of spiritual adrenaline and that it's kind of like iron sharpens iron you know sometimes we need another influence or we need the visitation of an influence of the spirit to trigger us and then we go in that momentum um and um you know i i know 
It's not like we're sitting around trying to figure out things to keep everybody entertained during this season. I've, I've enjoyed the various, the various aspects of things that are being offered. And just, you know, when I see, and, and I know you and Kelly have worked on this, and, um, but like the, the objective for like, you know, like asking for three times devotionals per week, she particularly was saying, you know, we don't want to get people that are hurt all the time. We want to get individuals that are loved and, but usually seen and not heard, but they're very powerful people. And so, like, when I see when I see them, like Abby last week, I'm just picking one because I could say this about every one of them. My, my heart's just blessed, and I think, I appreciate what you're saying, but your, your testimony and who you are and the confidence that is generated in me by seeing one of God's saints who walk in love, to me, that's the greatest message out of that. And so, um, I, I just try, I think God is trying to, to give us daily reminders of what he's done. He's trying to cleanse us perfect us, get us ready for what's coming, but through it all, to develop the the relationship with him that has yet to be developed. And, you know, it's it's weird because when you get used to the, the goodness of God, the way he speaks to you, and, you know, like, I have to, I'm just, we're just chit-chatting here. <laughs> I cherish the way God speaks to me. And usually, the greatest ways that he speaks to me is by either leading me to a passage or revealing an insight about a passage and then the word just comes alive or he'll say something to me or an angel will say something and there are other ways that we've communed as intercessors, but those are precious. But even as good as that is, it's it's just a speck of how God, how other ways that God can communicate. And so. I've had one of the things that I've tried to do, and I don't know what a good job I've done with this, is I try to keep the things that I'm used to, which are God, God's ways of communing, but to try to wait on him for other dimensions of the still small voice that I've not heard before or have not allowed myself to hear. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear. Um, or is another one, let him that readeth understand. And you know, the he that hath an ear, let him hear. Well, everybody has an ear. 
even even those who know how to hear we have ears but we we may not be using those ears to register what the spirit is saying beyond the ways we've been used to those ears hearing does that make sense mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean this is kind of a blend of god being with you in the storm god speaking to you in the cave god protecting you god reminding you of what he's promised god leading you and his shaddai trying to, to train you but there's development further development beyond what we've known of what god put in us and then there's this other issue of going back not you searching it out because you can get in trouble with that but with the spirit brings something and you think why in the world am i thinking that why am i remembering this and um you know here's another thing i think is what we've said god god wants to really work equity and justice within us even in the things that we've overcome in but he there's some things that god brings up and i know i went through them and i know that with god's help i didn't sin and i overcame but I, he keeps bringing up certain ones of those things, which makes me see that you know, the last time God brought this up, I don't think I did very well. <laughs> I'm not talking even about anything. I'm not going to go too far with this, but it's nothing that's happened since I've been here. Nothing since 40 years. There's, there's a couple of things that happened when I was younger. When I was younger, so much younger than today. And there's a couple things that he keeps bringing up. And I'm thinking, why are you bringing it up? That that wasn't even another life. That was another life before another life and before another life. Why does this keep coming to me? And one of them in particular was something that I I look back I was 7 I was 16 and I think what happened to me was wrong I mean it was demonically wrong and how God brought me through that I don't know I was just dumb enough to not really realize what was going on and I think you know if if 62 year old Ron could go back and counsel 16 year old Ron as a pastor with a number of pelts on the wall, I could have said to myself, I say to myself, this is not right, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, but I didn't have anybody to counsel me. I didn't have anything. So I'm thinking, Lord, why do you keep bringing this up? So I go through the business. Thank you, Father, for bringing me through. Thank you for your long suffering. Lord, if there are things that I did then in response that weren't pleasing you know i was just a young boy i didn't know any better thank you for watching over me forgive me and i'd say those things and i think good i'm done with it and then it comes back up again and i think what is what else is there is there some tactic the enemy was trying to do that i wasn't aware of at the time 
and you're wanting to help me to gain a a victory through triumphing in the Lord because the enemy did something, he crossed the bounds, and he did. I know I keep talking about this. You're probably wondering what is this, and I'm not going to say. Maybe you should confess your fault. I wasn't at fault. <laughs> I wasn't at fault, I think. I was thinking that. Maybe I we just need I, confession I, here. I almost feel like David when he fled from Potiphar's wife. You know, you think, or no, it wasn't David. It was Joseph. Joseph. Thank you. David may have too. You know, he got around. <laughs> Everybody keeps telling me they can't hear me. So can you turn? Well, my they mic always up say that. Well, I, it's it's your mouth is right there by this mic. I know, but they I'm say I'm just too low. Too low. Uh, Olivia Seyfus uh, even told me so. Uh, well, well it's, all it's, the way it's in lot, Switzerland. It's it's harder to hear from over there. <laughs> no, but in Florida, yeah. I've got you so. Speak for a minute. Look at speak. this. Speak. Look at that. Speak. I know. I'm listen. I'm just reporting what the crowds are saying. Well, I know. I'm not saying you're saying it, but I want, just for the <clears> sake <throat> of argument, that red, your voice is, if this thing got any redder, it burst onto fire. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm too loud. That's what it is. It's kind of uh, the lightning and the, and the thunder. They can't hear your still small voice. I'm moving back. No, no, I, you're good. Your voice is perfect. It's no, perfect, yes. So anyway, I, I'm just saying this isn't about me. This is about the season and what God is trying to do in us. And I do think that there's a lot of, even in the things that you were innocent of, God may bring <coughs> bring something to your mind or your thoughts for you to give him thanks for you to say as David did search me and know my ways see if there be any wicked way and maybe maybe there's something that God maybe the enemy was attacking something in you at that point that he knew God was going to use in a big time way in the season that's coming and God is reminding you of it so that you can give thanks to God for bringing you through, but also for you to redeem the thing that the enemy came one way in a sevenfold blessing. I think that's really, I think that's one of the things that's happened. I don't know. Hmm. Has any of that stuff happened to you recently? You don't have to make anything out. I'm not going to make anything out. I, yeah. But it's really more for me, it's not necessarily been things that I've been innocent of. But things that, that perhaps that I, decisions that I made, things that I chose, that I have confessed and, and that I have confessed before the Lord and asked Him to cleanse me because I think this has been a season of where there's just been that real yearning to be purified and cleansed and that's part of our saintly calling and that's all part of us stepping into the fullness of our identity as saints for what lies ahead but yeah i mean i have i have and and there are things that i revisit that i've had to 
go before the Lord and, you know, forgiveness is, we go to him for forgiveness for things like, like there's, there was a few things in my past that, that I did knowing that I was not in his will. And, and regardless of why I did it to please people, to please man, you know, whatever, because we all deal with that kind of pleasing, I think. Um, but knowing that, you know, I'm going to please the Lord, or I'm going to please man. And that, I think, was my biggest challenge growing up, because I've been one of those kind of people that wants to please. Um, so I've had to really, I've had to lay that down and die to that. But he has revisited things like that with me. And there are some recurring things, one thing in particular that keeps coming back around. And and I just keep asking him to cover it with his blood and for me to know that I'm forgiven. And I'm not talking about some gross blatant sin. I'm talking about um, in the process, you know, we learn. Why else would he say that he chastens his sons if we don't need chastening, Right? So he chastens those he loves. He chastens those that he has. Look at Peter for crying out loud. I mean, (laughs) so if any of us think that we're perfect and that we don't, and, you know, we don't have to go before the Lord for things like this. But, you know, forgiveness is, you told me one time when I was dealing with something, when it wasn't me that was in the forgiveness part, it was somebody else that I had asked forgiveness to. And you're like, you know, this is not a long road of forgiveness. Forgiveness happened in a moment. And that, I never forgot that. And that's how the Lord, when we go before him and say, Father, you know, take this iniquitous thing from, take it away. Because it's one thing for him to forgive. It's another thing for us to forgive ourselves and to forget. And this is just such a strange path that we've taken. But I guess the whole point of it is that this is a season where he is refining us to the bitter core. And so those things that maybe we've harbored, those things that maybe that we have found maybe solace in, in some twisted way, those things that maybe we've not forgiven ourselves for, those things that may be even confusing to us as to, you know, like you said, you know, why, why did that happen? And what am I supposed to learn from it? Why do you keep revisiting it? These are all ways God is working in us. And we need to really just be before him, open and naked and vulnerable, and let him have his way. Because, <laughs> I mean, if ever there was a time of, of being intimate and bare before the Lord, it's right now. Yeah. Because we are isolated. We He has given us this moment. And, and I want it to have its full work. And I know you do, too. And so... Whether or not this is helping anybody at all, I mean, I, I know that I've I've prayed with some of our saints over the last couple of months about things that have risen up, whether in families and churches, um, relationally, and I'm so thankful for our community of saints where we can hold one another accountable, where we can all also reach out in confidence and in um, um, just trust that we can stand with one another and and hold one another accountable and and pray with one another and lift one another up and encourage one another. I mean, it's just, these are just these are just really remarkable times. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are those are good words. And I, I think that the issue is that we would be pure before the Lord 
definitely. But the reason he's emphasizing this so much is because of what's coming. Exactly. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the measure, measure twice, cut once. It's like somehow we, we've transitioned into a new page of God's timing. And the things that are ahead uh, in challenge but in blessing are beyond anything we've experienced before. But who we are is, is the vessel we have that God created to serve him. So. So good. He's, he's working. He's working these things. And, and part of it is, you know, it's, it's so funny because there was another thing that, that God was bringing to my memory. And it, this just doesn't happen all the time. I mean, I'm still doing the things that I normally do. I'm studying and I'm trying to write, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of other things. So it's not like I just sit around in a stack, in, a, in my sackcloth in a pile of ashes with a with a whip beating my back uh, but there was another thing that that God brings up and I think you know this even though it happened decades ago when you bring this up right now I get mad I think how can that be how in the world can that be I hadn't thought about this, some of these things for years. Life has just gone. We've entered this pathway of the saints. We're not even that same, in that same terrain. It was, it was a point of powerlessness back then. And, and so I think about it, and my nuts and bolts says, okay, this shouldn't have happened, and here's why. Boom, 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 things I know now. Why didn't I have somebody that could have helped me to be able to stand up for what was right at that point? And I think, and I get angry. And then I realize God brought me through that. It's not been an issue for me, but there's something in me that the enemy came after. And really, everything we are if we're following the logos of God, is we're, we don't belong to ourselves. We're not, we're, we belong to God. We are, we are martyria. And, um, I, and, I, and I think that goes somewhat in, in line with, because see, what these things are is, some of them is what we react to now. Like, you know, I was talking on Sunday about Jesus when he said, why are you fearful? That Delos thing, which is the, the, in Revelation 21, the doorway where the Antichrist is going to be able to do all these other things. What is there in you that makes you susceptible? What, what part of you hasn't died that makes you susceptible to this influence? And so I think, I think maybe God is working some of that out in us, too. 
Mm-hmm. There's a number of factors that God is trying to develop us for. Um, you know, I, do you have something you wanted to say about that? No, I, the only thing I'll say is, of all, I think of all the songs that we've listened to on that on that CD player over the course of twenty years. You know, there's just like maybe three or four phrases in songs that have stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is a song that Misty Edwards sings when he's, when she's singing about, you know, as of the days of Noah. And it's very prophetic. Her song is very prophetic and very passionate. And she says, Lord, I don't want to be offended when you show up. I, I don't want to be in that. I mean, I, that, that just rivets me. Because I think how easy it is to let your emotions and and that what it, whether it's offense, whether it's anger, whatever that part of your soul that could rise up or could maybe be reacting to something the enemy's doing to distract you or to push that button. When he walks in the room, I don't want to miss him <laughs> because I'm offended. I don't want to miss him because my eyes are on something that has caused me offense or caused me to stumble. You know, it's just... So I'm so hearing you, and I'm so right there with you because, guys, we're getting so close, and there's going to be so many influences that we are going to face. We had better be subject to this measure of purification and chastening in the deepest places of who we are. And not, I mean, there's been there's been something that I've been praying for that's very very personal for me for like two years now, and. I have been, I mean, honestly, the Lord has, it's like the application of the intercessor in my life for something that is very, very, the most personal thing that could be in my heart. And the Lord this week had to deal with me and say, you got to get your emotions out of this. Because when you stand as my intercessor on behalf of this one, you can't come with your emotions. Because eventually that's going to trip you up and you're going to be, because that's what happens. You know, we're supposed to shut the door, shut all of that out when we go into our prayer closet and be his intercessor. Our soul, we have got to die. And so I don't mean to digress from that, but I'm just saying that I hear what you're saying. And I'm, I'm right there with you that God is touching those the deepest places of who we are where we even feel like there's justice in it you know but this is my heart walking around outside of my body that I'm praying for and you're telling me to get my emotions out of it and to stand on behalf of your divine will for this one man it's hard (laughs) but he's in it and this is what he's working in and through us right now so Mm. you had another thought that's good no we're almost out of time here but I I was uh, on the treadmill. I've been watching from time to time this ESPN series about Michael Jordan. Have you seen that? No, but I've heard of it. Well, the one thing about this that I was going to say is that at one point in his basketball career, his father was murdered. And he went through a time where he was just grappling. And he... his. The Bulls had won three championships in a row. He'd achieved anything. So he quit basketball, and he tried to play baseball. And where I'm going with this is that they were they took a lot of time saying that as fine-tuned as he was in body, 
to play basketball to be the best. When he started playing baseball, he had to fine-tune other musculature dimensions. He looked like he was a stud, but he wasn't for baseball. It's that precision. So then when the major leagues went on strike, they wanted the minor league teams to break the union lines, and Jordan wouldn't do it. And so he quit baseball. And then he started hanging around his friends of the Bulls, and he went back to play. And what I was saying is that when he came back, he wasn't the same player. He wasn't as good. His stamina wasn't up, and he had to retrain and redevelop the musculature so he could excel as Air Jordan. And I'm thinking, Lord, that's that's a stunning thing. Um, and I'm wondering if right now God isn't saying, okay, you all have made it through this past season, but what's coming with all the strengths you have, and I cherish them, with all the capacities you've had, with all the ways you've, through me, have overcome, you need to be retrained and refit for what's coming. Mm. And I, I really sent, when I saw that, I thought, wow, that's, that's really a word. So, um, this is why CrossFit is so good. We need to have CrossFit of the spit. The Nemoticals <laughs> CrossFit. If Jordan had only had that <laughs> how much anguish. They might have won 10 more championships. <laughs> it was kind of interesting, though, because like they, they played against Seattle. And those of you who played basketball, I, I'd go to a lot of Mavericks games back then. And Gary Payton played for Seattle and they called him the glove because he was the defensive player of the year and he he said and this was the wrong thing to say because it ticked off Jordan he said I know he's not in basketball shape and I know I can wear him down and he did for a little while but then Jordan became Jordan again anyway so all of you go out and start shooting hoops and get ready. We've got two minutes left. Anything else we need to say? Any announcements? Oh, I've got an announcement. Um, as you said, you know, we want to keep people more intercessory assignments than we can possibly <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Next week, actually, this weekend, well, Sunday, uh, I'm going to give to my congregation here for the for the next two weeks daily assignments to pray for international saints um, who are in positions of authority and ministry in those nations and now we're not going to pray we're not going to list every saint everywhere that would be <coughs> ridiculous but I'm going to have this ready and I'm going to give it to my congregation on Sunday and if if any of you I'm going to send this out or you will to the network um, to ask you to to be willing to pray for these folks it's not a father's church thing it's a network thing and um, I know that I know that these people need to be prayed for right now so Amen. just know that's coming 
and we'll probably send it out this weekend to the network. Um, anyway, well, it's been nice to have you back. Thank you for <coughs> coming. And uh, thank you for the words that you have shared with your saints family. I know they were cherished and continue to be. So um, I guess that's it. But that's all, folks. Um, Au revoir. And you know what? What? I was preaching about Jesus in the boat. Not sure what that boat looked like. I I doubt it looked like the flying buttress. But maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I know we're out of time, but I don't know if anybody else is watching that series, The Chosen. I know I told you about it, Pastor. But there's an episode. It's an it's eight episodes on YouTube, and I think it might be the fourth episode where the Peter and the fish. It is extraordinary to see when he lowers those nets down and those it pulls those fish up honestly it's worth watching just for that episode even though i i i loved the chosen i loved the series it was just really i just think it's really good but anyway so youtube we'll have to keep reminding youtube people. channel yeah youtube channel they have their own app you just go on your app store and type in the chosen TV and you can watch all eight episodes it's the story of Jesus and his disciples and the beautiful thing about it is that the way that this guy really did so much research and of course nobody really knows what they were really like other than what we know in scripture but he just he just makes them real people and um, it's just really good it's been good this season so well see that's good yeah it's a good thing to watch. See, aren't you glad they didn't turn it off right when <laughs> I said we're done? We got to go now. I see yeah. Robin's already got the cursor going Four on the screen. Late. Yeah, Pastor Leary, that girl is just ahead of the game. Thanks, everybody. God bless you all, and we will um, we'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>